Aloha, hello version to you, the public feed listener. Hey, it's me, producer Taylor. Ooh, I haven't seen you in so long. I miss you, love you, and I'm so proud of you, especially because you're here and I get to remind you that, hey, we, Root Tales of Magic and me and the cast of Oh, These Little Stars of Space, everybody's going to be in Gen Con, Indianapolis, Indiana, United States, Earth. Eye of God. Uh, we're get, Next weekend, we're all going to Gen Con, and we're doing a Root Tales live show. These, those, live show. And the cast are all playing games that you can buy tickets to play uh, with them in the world of these, those, in the world of Cordelia. It is going to be a good time. There are still some spots left for, I think, every DM. So if you want to play with the Bones, be Stir Fry. If you want to have Joe run your CSS Cavalier, these, those. Or if you want to have Branson lead you in an all-goblins table game, there are still tickets available for all of those things. Uh, so you can go to fortunehorse.com right now. Rootels or rootelsofmagic.com slash gencon. G-E-N-C-O-N. Uh, there are still tickets for everything available, especially the live shows. And we'd love to see you there. Now, in the meantime, we thought we'd share with you an excerpt of a fun interview I did. Uh, I spoke with Ben Riggs, who's a sort of a tabletop role-playing game and Dungeons & Dragons historian about his new book, Slaying the Dragon, about uh, sort of the Silver Age of D&D. And so we, uh, I-, I interviewed Ben. Uh, it's kind of about Gen Con. I don't know. I've been thinking about games a lot recently. Gen Con, of course, uh, is in uh, in Indiana, uh, but it first started in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where Dungeons and Dragons, and hence all tabletop role-playing games, were born. And he's got a new book about it called Slaying the Dragon uh, that is out now, which you can go buy. And I spoke with Ben about the earliest days of uh, tabletop role-playing games, and we thought we'd share an excerpt uh, of it with you here. If you want to hear the whole interview, why it's available on the Patreon feed of all Fortune Horse podcasts at any level. All right, well, I'll see you there in the full version behind the Patreon wall. Oh, and if not there, hey, maybe we'll see you at Gen Con. Bye-bye. But we do know we have we do have a lot more records about Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, uh, in the the early middle or the late middle of the twentieth century. Uh, so what was what came before the creation of the thing that we would now call D anD D, which then gave birth to tabletop role playing games? So there was really a a, a war gaming ferment going on in America at the time, and especially in the Upper Midwest, because. Uh, if you wanted to play a war game, you didn't need a ton of money. You just needed a lot of time. Um, and uh, <laughs> Gary Gygax was a high school dropout, uh, devout Jehovah's Witness, who, uh, <laughs> after he was fired from his job as an insurance salesman and became a part-time cobbler, found himself with a lot of time. Um, and he... He he definitely had a, a a motivation to organize. Uh, he kept organizing gaming clubs. Um, he he organized one called the Castle and Crusade Society. Uh, he organized a, a gaming convention called the Lake Geneva Convention, which is today Gen Con. Um, again, it's very odd to think that both Gen Con and Dungeons and Dragons had had the same fathers. Um, but. Uh, at Gen Con 2, he met a game designer from Minnesota named Dave Arneson. The two of them uh, collaborated on, I think it was Napole- a Napoleonic miniatures game called Don't Give Up the Ship. 
and it was published by uh, Guidon Games. It was not a huge hit, um, but you know they met and they had collaborated once. Uh, then, Guy let me met- ask you a question. Hold Go on ahead. one second. In those days. How did people find these weird micro publishers of like niche game stuff like this? So conventions were important. That was one of the big draws of Gen Con was, oh, my God, they'll actually have, you know, game companies there. There was a lot of uh, catalogs, uh, mail order stuff. And uh, (laughs) one of the primary features are what we would today call actual play reports via newsletter. Uh, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people would, uh, would you know, write into these newsletters. Like there was a uh, – the Castle and Crusade Society's newsletter was called the Domesday Book. And people would write into the Domesday Book about like what they were playing and what they were doing, which is how uh, Gary Gygax heard about this thing that Dave Arneson was doing in Minnesota that he called Blackmore. And in it, uh, Dave Arneson used a set of rules written by Gary Gygax for for single-person medieval combat. And he had people going down into the dungeons beneath this castle called Castle Blackmore. And they're exploring these perilous dungeons. And they're finding treasure. And their characters are persisting from session to session. And they're improving with time. And Gary Gygax is like, that sounds amazing, Dave. Can you come down here to Lake Geneva and run it for me? So one, one day... And I think it was 1973, uh, Dave Arneson drives down to Lake Geneva, goes into Gary Gygax's basement, and emerges in the wee hours of the morning having run Blackmore for Gary Gygax. And Gary Gygax says, that was incredible. How? Why don't we co-write rules for this, just like we did for that Napoleonic miniatures game, Don't Give Up the Ship? Dave Arneson's like, okay, sounds good. Dave Arneson goes back to Minnesota. He sends Gary Gygax like a couple dozen cramped, cribbed pages. And Gary Gygax begins taking those rules and revising them, expanding them. Um, he play tests them. You'll hear a bunch of different versions of the, the first game of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but the, the one I kind of like is the story that Ernie Gygax tells. Um, Ernie Gygax, Gary's son says one afternoon after school, uh, he grabbed Ernie his sister Elise and a like neighborhood teenager named Rob Kuntz drags them all into his study. And he had drawn the shades in the study and also built a kind of like wall that he was on the other side of. And the, the three kids got characters and they would tell Gary what they're doing. And he would like roll dice and shout what happened from behind this like furniture wall at the kids. Like, so you couldn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't even see him as I understand it. Um, (laughs) And again, people like I love this. And for adults, it was it was very you know almost like a Ouija board thing where you go into Gary's study. It's dark. He's behind the the wall. And again, nobody knew the rules, so he's taking care of everything behind the wall. So you, you know, like the kids that day were uh, they they killed some scorpions, as I recall, and burned the scorpion nest. And Gary's like, oh, it's so there's there were spell scrolls on there, and they're exploding now. Like the, there's things going off. Oh, if only you hadn't burned the nest. You know, like guilt tripping the kids in the first game of D and D ever. And again, you'll hear That's a couple great. different versions of that. But uh, well, I mean, at the time there were no YouTube DM tutorial videos, so who can you know? Not really his fault. 